Hi, and welcome to the 23rd episode of Breaking Free Podcast, a body-mind-spirit approach to mental health. I'm your host, Summer Seitz. I'm excited to be back with you um, for a new season and to just be part of the community today. It's been a really long time since I've been able to meet, meet with you. Some of you have enjoyed the Facebook Lives that we've done at our Whole Wound Link page uh, on Facebook. Now, those are also still there archived if you want to look back. There were about 11 episodes, different topics. Um, but it's, I realized I really like the podcast because it's, it gives me a chance to do what I do best, which is to stop and be still and to go and really receive a message that I feel, you know, is for the community and to share that with you um, in this kind of relaxed setting. And I think that that stillness setting is really fits for me. So hopefully you've been enjoying these. I'm excited to be back. The energy of these new podcasts are, are awesome. I'm so excited about them. Just like I do in my life, I stop and I ponder and I I create things uh, spiritually in my heart and my mind. I co-create them and then I they come across physically. So often, just so you know the process, I get out a notebook and I write down uh, just kind of what I see coming in this growth and development process. And of course, it, it parallels my own, but I, I really also feel the energy of what's needed um, in the community. So I just hope that it is speaking to you and these podcasts will land in your lap at just the right time in your life. And just like anything, I don't think that they're mistakes. I think that God is co-creating with us our lives and we, we're enough right where we're at and you're on schedule. And uh, today we're going to talk about how you're born to create and how you're not creating alone. Um, so it's been interesting this time because of COVID, you know, there's been a lot of changes in my life. And I think I'm always curious when there's a lot of like what I perceive as broad problems or blocks about what they're teaching me. I try not to see them as negatives because I know that that just increases more negative energy for me. And one of the things I was noticing is that I've said it often in this podcast, but that healing is an inside job. And I think that what's been interesting is I also recognize that co-creation is also an inside process. Um, I think we often look outside for things to be a certain way. You know, tell me if I'm not like you. I, I know I have scheduled and rescheduled things and it, it took me a really long time to accept how to really be in the present, right? That there was enough joy, there was enough positive material to build with that I could be joyful today. And then regardless of what happens externally, that there always is as equal amounts of positive energy as there is negative energy in my life in which to create from. And I think sometimes when we say so busy and we go so fast, we don't see that, right? We're just focused on accomplishing that next thing, getting that next ego fix that we miss really what the growth and learning of life is. And so I hope that you've been able to see some of that um, let's talk about some of that today. So I want to ask you, when you were a little child, what did you want to be when you grew up? Why don't you ask yourself that? I think if somebody asked me when I was younger, uh, it might have been a little more whimsical. Maybe I wanted to be, um, you know, a famous singer or I like I like to sing or... Um, you know, some girls want to be, grow up and be a princess. You know, there are these kind of magical thoughts. And I think what's interesting is that children don't have any blocks as to what they can be when they grow up. 
somewhere along the line, we have enough false experience or the world teaches us what we can and we can't be that there's this kind of inner death of our creator self due to shame and false experience and perhaps the world telling you what you can and you cannot be. And I know that for me, I, I used to believe very deeply in my inner value, that my inner strength, my inner rar, if you will. And I think as I got older and sometimes I let her out, I let that kind of warrior-esque spirit out, that wasn't always received in the ways that I wanted it to be received, right? And so because sometimes I had these painful experiences, well, then, you know, other parts of me would come up to protect her. And we've talked about parts in our last episodes. And so that'd be like, all right, well, don't do that, right? And anytime, you know, don't get too big, but don't be too small, you know, don't all these shoulds that we have in our lives, right, to operate, to try to avoid being overwhelmed or have painful experience. And so the pain body and the pain experience happens. And our last many episodes, we've, we've definitely dived into that and how to navigate those parts or those mindsets that are broken that we've stepped into. But I think what I'd really like to do today is just help you understand that you're not broken. That you, true you, the essence of you has never, ever been broken. That cannot be taken from you. In fact, one of my heroes, Viktor Frankl, says, you know, everything, everything can be taken from us in life, but our ability to respond to difficulty. And so because you have this ability to respond, well, what part of you is that? That's true self. That part of you that can respond, that part of you that can see and respond, that's truly you. Now, how much she's driving your bus of your life, how much she's in in your present mind, how much you live from that often depends on how much injury you've had, right? But I want you to know that you have not lost yourself, that you're not actually broken. The problem is, is that you believe that you are. And maybe you live from that, right? You believe that you should be afraid or that others aren't enough or you're not enough, right? And we get into this drama. So hence, and I've talked about this before as well, this is a little bit of a review, but we have this drama in our life. And I call this the dreaded drama triangle. I don't want to spend too much on the negative today because we're we're going to be blasting off into a new era on this podcast. I want you to co-create with me. But I think it's important to recognize how we start launching into co-creator and part of that is acknowledging our darkness, right? If you have not done your shadow work, if you have not recognized the areas that you're blocked and haven't gone towards those with compassion, then it may be hard for you to fully step into that co-creator. But I want you to understand that even in stepping in and looking at those places where you feel inhibited, maybe those are your excuses for not creating the life that you choose, that they are actually your teachers, just like a shadow, the opposite of the shadow is the tree. So I've got a tree, right? And it's got a shadow. The shadow is mirroring the truth, right? The tree. So let's say your shadow is, I'm not enough. I'm not strong enough. You know, I don't have enough talent. I don't have enough ability. Well, the truth is, is that you are enough. You do, you are strong. And if you do have enough ability, and maybe the truth of it isn't that you're not enough, but maybe that you just fear being rejected or you feel failure, you know, something a little deeper, a little bit more tender. And that's why you're staying in the, it's not enough. I'm not enough place. Oftentimes we protect ourselves from showing up as ourselves in these ways. 
So how do we step into the creator? Well, first of all, we got to get out of the drama triangle. The drama triangle is either us being a victim, looking for ways we need to be rescued, rescued by a circumstance or rescued by a, a different relationship or rescued by and you know an out, outside you know i need you to help me change right waiting for something to change or someone to help you change right we also have the rescuer and the rescuers are often trying to change others maybe you're outsourcing your worth how you serve how you show up for others is where your worth is based that's a little higher on some level because i think we a lot of rescuers do good i definitely have stepped into this mentality but i want you to see that still giving away your agency you're putting all your energy and it's actually somewhat of an interesting manipulation because you're not just serving others out of the goodness of your heart, right? You're serving others out of a place of, I need you to love and accept me. I need to fit in. I need to earn my love, earn my value, not just, I want to love, I want to serve. So look at that. Look at where you're at maybe there. And then the top of this kind of drama triangle, because it is a triangle, is the persecutor. Perhaps you focus all your energy on how other people need to change, how other people aren't enough. That's an interesting one. I think that helps save us from seeing our own weaknesses. If I'm focused on where other people are failing, it keeps me from seeing the ways, again, in parentheses, failing or broken, because remember, they're not broken either. It keeps me from seeing the ways that I'm holding myself back from being who I truly am. Again, it's another way to avoid stepping into our creator. All right, so that's kind of a review of some past work, but you can look at the dreaded drama triangle. This is kind of the power of TED talk if you've never read this book. But how do we do that? How do we break free of this? Well, one of the ways we break free of the dreaded drama triangle is we step into our creator self. Because the opposite of a victim is a creator. And I'll go even more or further on that it's a co creator. When God creates or my higher source creates, one of the things that I've learned is that there's a separation between darkness and light. Now that can be literal. <laughs> there's some stories of that, or that can be uh, metaphorical, but let's talk about it metaphorically today, right? Your light would be who you are at your best self. What are the things that bring you joy? What are the things that make you feel alive and passionate you know, oftentimes I think I do things that I don't enjoy or show up, um, you know, serving others or doing things because I feel like I need to do them. Or I used to believe I needed to do them to receive love or to be right, um, maybe to be accepted of source, right? These types of ideas. And then I think I, I dived into this topic long enough that I was able to see that there's nothing that source would have me do that doesn't bring me joy. That doesn't mean I don't serve others or help, but I would do that from a place of joy. I would do it from a place of like, I desire it. And um, I think oftentimes we do it from a place of maybe guilt or shame. It's interesting because we have a hard time letting go of that guilt or shame because I don't think we believe in ourselves enough that we would be motivated from a place of love, right? A place of passion. Maybe we just don't have enough experience with that. I know I often was like, well, what, if I don't feel bad or I'm not trying to be accepted of or what, what will be my motivator? <laughs> you guys, passion's a much more, um, it's a much stronger motivator than shame is. Shame is paralyzing at some point or that try hard give up cycle that I had two podcasts on that you can review. When we step into our passionate creator self, it is, it's an endless sea of motivation. It doesn't have to run out. So the difference between being a creator and being a victim is focus. 
the victim is focused on problems, right? Stay with me. Problems. Everything's a problem. You're a problem. Life's a problem. Tell me you haven't seen that victim mentality. There's just problems everywhere. A very negative headset. I've seen a lot of that lately. And, and so that's a somebody creating from a bunch of darkness, right? A bunch of dark material, very low energy, right? And so they're going to get low energy things. And just like anything low energy, it will run out of gas, right? That So when you have a problem mentality, a victim mentality, you're, you're in a state of anxiety. Anxiety actually can be pretty motivating for a while, right? If I feel like I got to earn somebody's love, I can be motivated to earn it for a time. But after a while, I just get tired of trying to earn it. Maybe I give up, right? Or I just can't live in that way forever. So that anxiety leads to a state of flight, fight or freeze, or again, give up, numb, right? That freeze. A lot of people live in this continually. Like I wake up every day. Okay. What are the problems? What's the checklist I got to solve? What are all the things I got to do? Oh, phew. Made it through the day. Metaphorically raise your hand if that's you. And that's been me a lot of the times. And I'm not working from joy. That's the people getting a ton done and looking miserable doing it. Right? Guys, I'm offering you a very different way of living your life if you're a creator. And it's to focus on your passion. Why? What's your why? Imagine gathering a bunch of people. I feel I really feel like Source could just sit down with all of us together, gather everybody together and say, okay, Summer you love mental health and you love, you know, helping people see who they truly are and mirroring to them their gifts and their talents and empowering them. It's true. This is what I love, right? So you're going to do that. You're going to go into the world and you're going to do podcasts and you're going to write articles and you're going to be a therapist and you're going to help people see who they truly are and stand up at themselves. And you're going to love that. And you're going to be passionate about that. In fact, you're going to be reading books about it on your vacations because you're so passionate about it. True story. And then that is got its own steam. You never run out of energy. And then you're going to see tons of baby steps to take because that's what happens. Your focus is you got your why, you got your focus, you know what it is, you who you want to be in the world. And it comes from a place that you're already naturally gifted in. You're passionate about it. And then you have these baby steps so you can show up as your true and highest self. So that's me, right? Then there's another person. Hey, maybe I have, I have girlfriends like this, you know, um, I have a friend, Mary, I'll think of Mary, and that's actually her name. <laughs> but Mary loves children and she loves human growth and development and she loves teaching the young children how to learn and grow. And so she's going to develop, you know, sets for preschoolers and she's going to teach, she's going to have amazing creative parties and she's going to do, uh, have a lot of children because she's so good with little children and and other people are going to be inspired by her ability to reach small children and, and enjoy, you know, early childhood development because that's what she loves. And she's going to do that thing and she's going to show up as herself. She's going to be passionate and she's going to always be motivated to do her thing in this world. Don't we love a world like that where people are doing and feeling called to do the things and feeling permission to do the thing that not only they're gifted in, but that they are passionate about? That's how Source intended it. But so often we wake up and say, okay, this is the area that I'm not enough. I should be like this person over there or that person. And we try to show up as someone other than what we actually are. We don't love and accept ourselves, right? We try to be a one size fits all. You guys, there is no such thing as a one size fits all for anyone because we are too unique. So part of what it means to be a creator is to be still and to really know yourself. 
Again, what brings you joy? What brings you passion? Be detailed about it. In order to be a creator, you got to really know what your why is and, and what, what does it look like? How do you spend your time? What do you do? Maybe for a living, you know, how, how do you, maybe what food do you eat? What, how do you, how do you use your time specifically, right? It's when you write that all out, what are you, what are the goals that you're going to be achieving and setting? And you don't just do it alone because quite frankly, you don't know what you don't know. You sit down and meditatively ask source, who am I? What's my purpose? And you receive it. I often received things like this podcast that I had no idea was in my purpose. I remember sitting in my bathroom um, about, I think I maybe told you this, but about a month prior to this podcast starting about a year ago, April, so it's over a year now, I just had a, hey, Summer, you're going to do a podcast. Really? <laughs> Wasn't expecting to do a podcast, but again, when I started it, the passion was there, the energy was there, and I knew it was in my wheelhouse. And that's how it works. So often we spend our energy focusing on problems that aren't for us to solve or telling ourselves where we're not enough or trying to fit the one-size-fits-all that we think we should, in parentheses, be shame, fear, or things that we need to do to be safe, in parentheses, not recognizing that there is enough energy, there is enough love, and there is no fear in source. This is how we are a creator. All right, so just to review this really, really quickly, and we're going to keep doing this understanding of what it means to be a creator. There's going to be more podcasts coming up, but I want you to understand it's all about focus. Where, you fo where your focus goes, your energy flows. Are you focused on problems? Are you focused on vision and outcome? The creator is focused on a vision and an outcome. I visualize how I am going to change people's lives because that's what I'm passionate about or how I'm going to step into being more love and being more light in the world if that's, that's your jam, right? What kind of home do you want to create? What kind of relationships do you want to create, right? It's, it's a relationship focus versus a get things done focus in the creator. But have you think about that. Sit down and write your why. Remove all the blocks. Who did you want to be when you were a kid before the psychic dream died and maybe you had some tough experiences that came along and told you you couldn't be that thing that brings you joy? One last question for you in this podcast, because I want to keep them a little short of this season, give you some food for thought. Does it really serve source for you to show up as anything other than yourself? If you're miserable in doing the thing that you're doing, and you're doing it because you feel like maybe God or your family expects it of you, you, you have to do it in parentheses, that, that part of my victim when I had a hard time stepping out of it was what I would call the martyr. Oh, but I have to do this. I have to be these things a very duty-bound life, right? Now it's different because if my, my source is asking me to do something, the energy and the passion is there. And I felt those pushes to do things that expanded me and that were difficult for me and, and stretched me. I think we all feel those at times. But God, but there's that immediate payback, that energy that comes from knowing this is in your flow, right? There's also other times when I've done the thing I didn't want to do just because I didn't want to lose face, right? I feared rejection or you know, not being accepted, right, by others, right? It's a very externalized thing. I think for a lot of us, we're living our lives for others, right, rather than living it for ourselves or living it in that inner flow with ourself and source. So I want to ask you, who is it actually serving? Does it do any good to live that way?
I have found, at least for me personally, the answer is no. I'm not serving the world by playing small so other people won't feel insecure if that's what they're feeling. I'm not serving the world by pretending to be what I'm not. And I'm not serving the world by not being joyful because I believe I'm here to have joy. And I'm not giving other permission to other people to live joyfully. The truth is, source just wants me to live in my flow and be joyful. And that doesn't mean there won't be hard things. I, I don't want you to believe there's no challenges in the creator, right? They're challenges though. They're not problems. And what do challenges do? They expand us. I see them as such and I bring them to my creator. All right, you're trying to grow me. Show me how. Show me how I'm going to grow. Show me how we're going to do this together. And then it's joyful when I see that together with source, I can actually accomplish way more than I thought I could and problems get solved and things work out and I'm not alone. Next time we join, we're going to talk a little bit about how uh, the strategies of being in the creator, how to step into, um, out of the problem mindset, right into these, how does that look in my day-to-day -day life? But I wanted you to just think about it today, right? One of the biggest pieces of stepping into creator is really getting your focus clear, getting your why clear, removing the darkness. That's the last thing I'd like you to do is I'd like you to write down Ideally, what are you in your light? What's your ideal life? Remove if, if there were no obstacles, if there were no blocks, how would you be living your life? Truth is, there are no obstacles. There are no blocks that you're not creating. And we'll talk about how to really see that. And then, and then what is the darkness? What is getting in your way? In the creator mode, you'll be able to see the baby steps to slowly remove those blocks and to get out of your own way and show up as your true and highest self, get in your purpose and you'll start being on fire in this world and doing the thing that you, only you can do, that only you can do. And that's what I want for every, the, being the parent you can be, meeting your job the way you need to do it, right? Showing up no matter what the obstacles are, I promise you there's just as much positive energy as there's negative energy. It just is a matter of what you're focused on. Thanks so much for being with me today. I hope that this made some sense to you. I'm speaking a little bit creator language. If you wanted to learn a little bit more of this, I'd have you look at the power of Ted. You can also go to YouTube and look up something called Fisbee. Just as a little note, focus creates interstate, creates behavior. So focus, if your focus is problems, your interstate is anxiety, the behavior is that flight, fright, or freeze. If your focus is the creator, your inner state is passion, which leads to the behavior of baby steps. So thankful for all the energy that each one of you bring. I actually feel it. I can feel your intentions to show up as your true and highest self, especially at this time when I think we feel that urgency. Know that the tools are there. Know that the abundant is there and that we can do this so together. And I look forward to talking to you again.